Hi, this is Bill Prater, and welcome to the Business Builders Show, where we bring in champions in their respective industries from all over the planet. Today, we're going to talk about how you can inspire, promote, and accelerate your business, because we're going to give you some nuggets that are timely, provocative, and actionable. And the one today will be using battlefield tactics to win in business, and Brent Canfield will tell us all about that. Brent Canfield is the CEO of Smart Digital. Smart Digital is a security integration company in Ashland, Ohio. He's a 12-year Marine Corps veteran that's passionate about protecting people. He's converted this tactical experience from the Marine Corps into techno expertise, where he continues to further develop his security integration company, Smart Digital. With a background in protecting people and assets, Smart Digital continues to protect people and property, utilizing proprietary technology and supporting it with tactical experience. So Brent, let's hear from you and how you did this and how you do this all the time. Who exactly do you serve? So we serve a multitude of different industries because we're primarily focused on security. Anyone from heavy construction to the commercial space, government, military, and you know different industries in the oil and gas industry, residential customers, it's a, it's a plethora of different industries. So now in in common is the word you've already used, and that is security. So what is the problem or problems, Brent, that you you and your team typically solve for people? So what we do, Bill, is we we close the gap with people in their vulnerabilities, the gap that they have with their security measures, because although security is a very vast industry, it's it's an industry where there are a lot of small players that don't, I don't feel like they do it right. And what I mean by that is we, we teach and train customers how to secure their premises, their facility, their building, their property, their remote property in layers. And we talk to them about uh, the outside perimeter from all the way from the outside perimeter into the nucleus. The one thing you're trying to protect, it's either an asset, it's people, it's, it's, it's a facility, it's a building, it's a structure, it's materials you're trying to protect. And so that becomes the nucleus. And so we teach our customers how to properly secure their property, their premises, their perimeter, their facility with, with, our, with our backgrounds. Okay. So I'm wondering for our listeners, maybe you could tell us a case study a real, of a real example of what the problem was and then, you know, how you were contacted, you know, how you engaged, you know, what you did, just kind of give us a story, I think, that would be illustrative of your technique and approach. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a great question. And it's it's kind of a multidimensional answer, Bill, because in our business, we focus on security, but security is a lot of different disciplines, a lot of different avenues. You could be talking about cybersecurity. You could be talking about physical security. You could be talking about virtual security. Well, our company primarily focuses on our SentryPods product. We install and service access gates, which is the outside layer, the outside perimeter, the number one layer of, of your security, of your environment. And we, we 
we work on that in layers. And so we use products like cameras as early warning detection devices, such as we've learned in the military. We use those cameras as early warning devices. We use, you know, enunciations as, you know, as basically, you know, in the military, we use trip flares as early warning devices. And so we use layers of authentication. You know, you get from the outside layer and you get into the third layer where you have to authenticate to get into a zone or an area. And so without getting into the weeds with all of the complexities of these layers, you know, we, we serve our customers by combining a conglomeration of different technologies and practices to put more distance between them and the bad guy. More distance. I love that, if you will, juxtaposition, if you will. Now, you mentioned earlier, there are a lot of players in the security space. And I think it'd be really valuable for you to illustrate a couple of examples, how your company, Smart Digital, separates itself from all the other players out there and completely puts them, if you will, in your wake. How do you do that? We do that a number of ways. We're very practical and very logical. And our, our MO is to use our military background and encapsulate it with high-speed, low-drag solutions, such as you know, a standard security company is going to knock on Bill's door and they're going to say, Mr. Prater, we want to, we want to install this security system in your home. And by the way, we have a contract for you to sign. And you sign a contract and they give you a monthly bill and they, they install the equipment in your home and away everyone goes. We take it about five steps further than that because we teach Bill how to hang pictures in his home as a reflective devices to be able to see around the corner without compromising the integrity of your physical person, you know, making you subject to, you know, a person with a weapon or compromising the integrity of the person, the bad guy, knowing your position in the home. So we teach people, you know, this is how you can protect yourself. We're not just alarm system installer installers. We are people who are practical and logical. And we show you how to use the lighting in your home to illuminate, you know, the bad guy as they approach your house, how to put the bad guy at a disadvantage by pointing your outdoor lighting outboard. So it puts the bad guy at a disadvantage, how to hang pictures in your home how to have the proper lighting in your home and around your home so that you can see if you ever needed to, you know, get to the safe zone, you know, if you're, if you're caught off guard. And so, but we also then use the devices such as siren strobes and door window contacts and motion sensors as not only early warning devices, but also we make a determination whether or not we want to silently alert the authorities or if we want to send the bad guy away by sending a loud audible duress signal to push the bad guy away because maybe it's just mom and the children that are home. Maybe it's a single mom. And so the single mom probably doesn't want the bad guy to be in her living room. Whereas someone who is more of, you know, a hunter versus a gatherer uh, may welcome that. But we, we primarily focus on being more intelligent about truly properly securing the objectives, securing the customer's facility or securing, you know, their, their, their kids or their people or their employees. You know, right now that's a big thing. We, we all know this, it's, you know, mass shootings are happening frequently and, and 
when I was a kid, it was unheard of to hear about a mass shooting. Now it's, I feel like it's a regular occurrence. And so we're trying to be more proactive about that. So I'm one other question, then I'm going to get on to how you built your business. And that would be about what I'd call a quasi temporary situation, like a commercial construction facility and so forth. I know you've got clients in that space. And so are they going to purchase the, all the equipment on a site by site basis? Do you have rental kind of a thing going on? Give us an example of how somebody that needs a temporary security situation and how you would mobilize and then kind of break break down the job site. So being a former Marine, I know speed is of the essence. And my philosophy behind our design of our sentry pods are it has to be installed and accessible in three to five minutes max. And so that pushed us to design our own mount system we call the RAS, or Rapid Attachment System. You know, Marines like to talk in acronyms. So we call it the Rapid Attachment System. It allows us to install the sentry pods and gain access to video in three to five minutes. And so the answer to your question is, we always like to make it easy for the customer to do business with us. So we offer many options. You can rent the equipment, you can purchase the equipment, and then buy into the sentry pods remote services program, which means that if Bill installs the sentry pods on his remote site, he's not only going to have internet, but he's going to have live operators separating him from the unit itself. So the operators then become the buffer between the video and the event. They drive the event to, you know, validate that it's a legitimate event and dispatching local authorities, no matter where the sentry pods lands in the world. It could land in... Tampa Bay, Florida, it could land in San Diego, California, it could land in Bangor, Maine, and that same uh, central station operator is going to be able to validate events no matter where that unit's at and dispatch local authorities to that unit. So we offer many, many different options for customers. That was a beautiful story. Thank you for elaborating on that. So what I'd like to do now is have you kind of change your hat, put on your on your founder's hat and tell us about your business and and how you went about imagining the future for it, uh, how you put it together, how you recruited people, how you run your company on a day-to-day basis, what your management meetings look like. So just give us maybe three or four key milestones that have took place over the last umpty-ump years and then the lessons you learned from that. Yeah, you know, I, I could summarize this in just hopefully a couple of paragraphs, but you know, I did what they call bootstrap my business from the beginning. I, when I, I joined the Marine Corps in 1993, six months after high school, I wanted to travel the world. I wanted to experience life from a different angle. And so I made the decision, you know, do I go to college? Do I go in the military? I chose the military. I joined the Marine Corps. And by the time I got into my second tour, I was kind of, you know, getting my second wind and I really wanted to make a career out of it. And I was the Marine that always volunteered for every deployment, every school that the Marine Corps would send me to. I was what they call a career Marine. And I, I kind of put my, my thought of ever having a family on, on, a, on the back shelf because I, I decided I was going to be a career Marine. And I was going to deploy a lot. And so at that point in my life, family didn't make much sense to me because I just wanted to go where the Marine Corps wanted to send me. I wanted to deploy anywhere, everywhere. And, you know, and maybe land the plane in 20, 30 years. In 2003, I kind of sort of had a quasi epiphany. I was in Baghdad 
concluded my career as basically a, a combat team platoon sergeant. And I had this epiphany that I wanted to get out of the Marine Corps because I felt like I achieved all the objectives I wanted to achieve. I learned that I was in the zone to get promoted to E6, which is staff sergeant in the Marine Corps. They, the, the board had selected me and they were going to pin me as a staff sergeant. And right then and there, I did what most people don't do. That was my decision to get out. So I got out of the Marine Corps and I went to school to get my Microsoft certifications because in that, in that day and time and time frame, you know, Microsoft certifications were kind of upcoming and they were big, you know, it was, it was a thing, you know, it was, it was, it was a, it was a career. And so I got my Microsoft certifications, but then I kind of migrated into the networking world, which landed me a job for one of the biggest law firms in the world. So I worked for Jones Day as a network engineer because I wanted to get the networking experience under my belt. And after seven years of doing that, I, I had another epiphany that I wanted to start my own security company because I couldn't get the security part of me out of my blood. I just have a passion for protecting people. And I think my internal switch was flipped in 2015 when the Boston Marathon bombing happened. And to me, you know, I was in the Marine Corps at the time of 9-11. So I was literally, you know, it was 06 in the morning, 0605. I got the call. Uh, you know, in my barracks, running our morning routine that, you know, some planes that hit the towers. So that was my first switch that got flipped in 2001. And so we were in high alert. And as you know, in 2003, you know, we punched across the LOD into Iraq. That, that second switch got flipped at the Boston Marathon bombing. And so at that point, I was all in and I, you know, I was already a few years into my business. So I decided to create an autonomous surveillance product to serve the market in a way that could be totally autonomous and could be rapidly attached and detached for mobility so that we didn't have to rely on public resources for video to see what had taken place because the investigation of the Boston Marathon bombing had taken so long. It was so arduous because they were relying on mom and pop stores for video. They were relying on department stores and local coffee shops to collect video evidence to determine who, what, when, where, why, and how. And as you know, they identified the Tzarnik brothers and finally pinned them down in hiding under a cover in a boat in a local, you know, residential home. I just decided right then and there that I was, I was really just tired of getting punched in the mouth as an American and the fight was getting too close to home because it's literally on our own ground. And so that's when I designed the Century Pod. So the way we serve our customers is we give them as much protection as quickly and efficiently as we can. What's your team look like? So our team is 11 employees. And when I originally started, it was just a few of us. And when I say bootstrapped, I, I mean that to the 10th degree. I went to the school of hard knocks. <clears throat> I had to learn a lot of things and I had to learn on the fly. And so I, I think, I feel like I started my company the wrong way, but I started my company the right way because I learned what to do and I learned what not to do. And now in 10 years into the business, I am much more sophisticated and smart about the way I run my business. So we have 11 employees and 
my employees are anyone from the VP of field operations to the operations manager, to my product development team, to my systems engineers, to, to a lead architect. And then I have technicians that work out in the field on the day-to-day installing access gates and systems of, of some kind. And then the remote services team that basically support our sentry pods all throughout the country. So what do you feel, Brent, that's holding you back right now? You know, Bill, honestly, I'm one of those guys. I don't feel like there's anything holding me back. I am one of those guys. I'm like a live wire. I'm wide open. I'm, I'm very driven. I'm very disciplined. I'm very regimen. I don't use cash as, as an obstacle. I don't use the lack of opportunity as an obstacle. You know, I, I, I learned very, very quickly that if you want anything in life, you got to go out and get it. And if you want to be successful in life, you got to go out and get it. And if you're failing, the problem probably starts with you. Oh, true. So true. You're a philosopher among everything else. <laughs> so Brent, we, we get a lot of people listening to us. I'm thinking of potential customers, potential employees, vendors, etc. How can people get a hold of you? What's the best so- way? They, they could probably reach us, you know, find me on our, either one of our two websites, smartdigital.net or centurypods.com. Uh, we're on LinkedIn. We're on Twitter. We're not really on Twitter. I don't spend a lot of time on Twitter or Instagram because I'm, I'm always head down, if you will. But my marketing team is telling me that's something we need to, you know, focus more on. So probably through the websites, you know, we've got online web forms that they can fill out if they wanted to get a hold of me. Okay, beautiful. Okay, excellent. So tell me, is there a question that maybe I should have asked you that would give huge value to our listeners? And if there is, so what is that question and what's the answer to that unasked question? Well, that's a great question, Bill. I am one of those people that I believe in giving myself away. I'm passionate about serving other people at the part of my life where I'm, I, I guess I'm, I'm looking at different things in life and I realize that it's more satisfaction to me to give myself away and serve other people. And so I would say that the question for me would be, how do I parlay my military experience to business? And I think the answer to that question is take well-aimed shots, be very efficient about what you do in business. Don't have a shotgun approach. Don't go after a ton of things. Be very disciplined about the different markets that you go after and execute, you know, execute on those markets. In the Marine Corps, you know, they teach us a lot about battlefield tactics, you know, having overlapping coverage and, you know, take well-aimed shots and, and I, I've applied those fundamentals to business, those principles I've carried over into business and they work very well in business. And so I like to teach other entrepreneurs and be inspiring to other entrepreneurs to tell them, you know, that every day is a battle and you have to get up and be battle ready every day. You know, Ephesians 6 in the Bible, if you read the Bible, if you look at the Bible, talks to us about wearing the armor of God and it breaks the armor of God down into elements. It's the same thing in business. In the Marine Corps, you know, we wear body armor, we wear Kevlar material, we have communications equipment on us, we have weapons on us, we have ammunition on us, we have water on us, we have chow, you know, food on us, we have all the assets that's necessary to sustain, you know, a a training exercise or even an evolution. So I think that 
in practice, you know, you take well-aimed shots, you execute, you know, you follow through with things and you don't leave yourself vulnerable. You know, you always circle the wagon, so to speak, on different opportunities. And when you've got an opportunity, you got to take it. You just have to take it. And so I, I get inspired by a lot of different folks online, people from Robert Herjavec to Eric, the hip hop preacher, to Patrick, that David, to Ed Milet. I mean, there's a lot of folks online that I really like to watch that I get good content from because these are guys that have been there and done that. And so I try to serve in that capacity by teaching other entrepreneurs what to do and what not to do. Because I think it's more important to learn what not to do so you don't make the same mistakes as Marcus Lemonis likes to say a lot. But my mentor is a fellow who has been very successful in his life. He's actually very local to me. And he, he's just been very successful in everything he's done. And I like to learn a lot by asking a lot of questions. And I think the day that they put me in the ground, I will, I will have been learning that same day. That was beautiful. I like that question. I love the answer. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate it. So everybody, that. look, in closing, let's focus on the single fact that our businesses don't become extraordinary in a single moment. Oh, boy. There's only one person that can call me, and that's my wife. I'll tell you why in a minute. All right. So like I say, when something does go goofy, we would uh, start over again. So I'm going to start over again. Here we go. One, two, three. In closing, let's focus on the single fact that our businesses don't become extraordinary in a single moment. Instead, they get there as the result of the owner first learning and then applying a proven combination of having those, a singular focus on the long-term strategy of having a system in place to execute that strategy. And number three, leveraging a high performance team. Now you can get your hands on those three things in one short video. Just go to getbillsgift.com and you'll get that philosophy in your hands. Thanks for listening. Brent, thanks for sharing your time with us today. Thanks, Bill.